Hey y'all, welcome to the first episode of Bluegrass Race Up. Today we'll go over Travis Twitty versus Keith Hackney, Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain, and more. Let's go. Hello everyone, my name is Bryce Hunter. I drive the number 9 Xfinity car. I race, I also do the uh, broadcasts on Mondays and uh, Wednesdays with Steve and BJ up in the Ultimate Dirt TV booth. I'm also the content of... Uh, the director of content here for Bluegrass I Racing Series, and uh, I have Keith or uh, Alex Healy with me. Yes, sir. I drive the uh, number ninety-seven Silverado in the Truck Series. Um, I'm the social media director when I'm not stuck in Facebook jail, and uh, spot for uh, for Dave Farmer on Wednesdays in the Cup Series. Yeah, this last Cup Series race at uh, North Wilkesboro, man, it was a long one. Yeah, it was, um, which a 200 lapper there, I mean, you, you're cutting quick laps and that, that it was a little messier than I expected it to be, but luckily on short tracks like that, the caution laps go by really quick. So it, it was, a it was a fun one. Um, my guy, Dave had a pretty good run. I think he ended up P3 there. Um, gosh, I can't remember off the top of my head who won. Let me pull that up. I want to say. Peyton Hubbard. I won the truck series. No, in the, uh, in the cup series. I think it was Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith won it. Yeah. I think he won by a substantial margin. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was out six and a half seconds over, uh, Alex Huffman, Cedric Hunter took third, Dave Farmer fourth and Doug Newbigging came home fifth. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who came home first in the Xfinity series. Uh, let me pull that one up. Let's see here. Seasons. Let's see. Brandon Robertson. Uh, uh, Robertson won. That's right. Yep. He took it by a half second over Mo Abbott with uh, Doug Neal. Sitting third, Radburn Shutters uh, fourth, which is one of my favorite names to say in the entire series. <laughs> and, uh, and Adam Lancaster was fifth, which I know he was uh, – I guess he was pretty happy camper today. He is a uh, a Kevin Harvick fan, I believe. He actually works for Stuart Haas Racing as well. Yeah, he uh, yeah he told us when we first started when I met him back bluegrass Iris season season two that he worked for Stuart Haas and that was during Kevin Harvick's dominance back in 2020. And man, it's, it's glad to see Harvick and that crew back happy again and uh, looking forward to see what Kevin Harvick has for the rest of the field because, I mean, every week seems like Stuart Haas Racing gets faster and faster and faster, so especially that four car. So Yep, and, uh, you know, a guy like Harvick that's been dominant in the past, I know he's he's won, I think, 50-some races in, in his career, and he's been, a, you know, hasn't been in victory lane since – what it's i guess been like a year and a half or something but you let a guy like that get momentum heading into the playoffs and that can that could totally change the entire landscape i know the the fords have not been super fast this year but i know logano has shown speed at times um and then harvick i mean he's been consistent and it just hasn't had the the speed to really get him over the top i know briscoe had a a win earlier on in the season and He's he's been good on the road courses too, which I know is going to play a role. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if if this is a, a a sign of things to come, or if we get back to you know Chevy Toyota dominance. It seems like we've had all year. Yeah. 
Well, going back to uh, bluegrass, we got, uh, I mean, we got a dirt track for the trucks, and we got two road course coming up for the Xfinity and uh, Cup Series, but that's yeah. for a later time in this show. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to our next subject. Green flag or red flag? Here's how it goes. Green flag means you agree. Red flag means you disagree. Here we go. All right, Alex. Green flag or red flag? Travis Tweedy gets wrecked by Keith Hackney coming to the checkered at Dover. Man, this is um, being our very first segment with this. It's going to be funny because uh, <laughs> I, I kind of got to say... I'm going to say yellow flag on this one, and I know it's not an option. Um, and and don't pull a TJ and go, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to explain myself. <laughs> uh, so, and obviously, after, after that race, the, you know, uh, the tensions were high, to say the least. A lot of things got said over, over the week following it. But uh, going back and, and looking at the replay, at least from the replay I saw, and I know that different people can see different things based on the internet connection and all that, but Keith Hackney, he never actually touched Travis. He might, he might have arrow pushed him some, but there was no actual contact. So that I, I get being mad where Twitty's sitting because you see that happen and during the race you think oh this you know this guy came up here and tapped me and turned me but on the flip side even though Twitty didn't get dumped like everyone first thought at the same time we've got Keith who has already won two races this season he's he's up in the in the top in points I think he's up like fifth or sixth in points he's locked into the playoffs barring him just not showing up anymore and he's battling Twitty for second place. Does it really change anything for Keith to go from third to second? No. Does it change things for Twitty to go second to the end of the field? Absolutely, because he's, he's fighting for his playoff life. He's got to go out and get a win, or he's got to figure out a way to, to point him in. So from that perspective, I definitely understand how we'll say peeved uh he was with that <laughs> yeah so it, it, it kind of goes both ways but then after that they got into the war of the words and and some things were said and they're kind of borderline and we we won't get into that on air or anything but there's there's this is uh like we're going to talk about later with denny and ross i think this is a, a thing where this is going to continue on for a while these guys around each other on the track they're they're not going to give each other any room um, I don't know if anyone's going to dump anybody or anything, but if, if Twitty ends up not making the playoffs, if I'm Keith Hackney, <laughs> I'm, I do I'm everything watching out. in my power <laughs> to not be around him because he will, he could end his, his playoff run. And that, that's kind of a thing we're looking at with Ross and Denny. It, it's, it's a, it's almost a one-to-one parallel with what we're seeing in real life right now, which makes it even better and like i know guys are, are pissed off and everything as as a a guy in that series that is not involved in this rivalry i love it i love <laughs> watching it i love all the trash talk 
it's it brings a, another level of entertainment to the league and i've loved every second of it so i, I hope they keep on going at it man <laughs> yeah definitely well i would say i am red flag for the on track but green flag for off the track yeah we're both we're both splitting hairs yeah neither, neither of us committed to yeah the <laughs> yeah so I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. So my thing is with the whole Keith hacking deal, I was in the booth when this happened and on my replay, it showed contact, but See on, that? on Steve, on all of our, the color commentary guys, POV, he shows yeah. after the race, it showed a gap on yeah, trid on Twitty's replay. It showed contact on hack news. It showed a gap. Yeah, so that, that's what I was kind of alluding to. Cause just the, the only replay that I saw, it did not show contact, but I know that there's some variance in what people might see. So if Twitty's replay shows him getting hit hundred, hundred percent red flag. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's unfortunate that it happened to Twitty and that was going to be his best ever finish here in bluegrass, but mm-hmm. it also ended a lot other good trucks that day i remember seeing i'm watching the highlight video that uh watched two trucks drive under a car a truck that's upside down in the air um (laughs) so (laughs) that that and then just the i don't know just the way i don't understand why uh hackney would be running twitty that hard especially if if hackney already is submitted in the playoffs and is up in the playoff rankings and he's like if there's six in points and Travis Twitty needs all the points he can get. So that's, that's, that's where I'm sitting for, for Keith. There's not a lot to be gained there, I guess is what it comes down to. I mean, so Justin White, go ahead, go ahead. Justin White, the winner there was already past the checkered flag. So it wasn't like he was going to win the race. And it, I don't think it's, it's kind of, weird because you see twitty or not twitty uh hackney come down and kind of look like he hit the apron too and trying to get his nose under twitty well twitty already had that bottom line secured and is are coming on coming off of turn three into turn four and it just looked like contact from meshi from from the broadcast playing it in real time but but yeah i am against the on track incident but i am all for the drama in the driver's chat uh absolutely i i sometimes i just get on discord and i just hope that someone said something while i was gone (laughs) yeah the uh we have you guys who don't know don't know bluegrass we have a driver's only chat uh after races we go into and kind of voice our opinions on everything and listening or just kind of reading through all the comments and stuff and uh yeah, listening to what Keith and Travis and what the whole league is saying to each other about everything is kind of hysterical to watch. But that kind of gets us into our next uh, topic here. Um, I'm going to start off this one. Uh, green flag or red flag? Keith Hackney shows up to North Wilkesboro with Travis Tweedy's headstone on his hood after off-track altercation in Discord. Man, absolutely. <laughs> Slam dunk, 100%. The, maybe the greenest flag I'll ever throw. Um I love Twitty. Um, I we get in fixed lobbies together all the time because I, I think we're kind of hovering around the same I rating, give or take a little bit. But man, the he like the promo video he had cut for it with the Undertaker's music. 
I mean, I, I loved every that, bit of it. I, that, I'll say, like, that low key made the video. Yeah. Uh, oh, that 100 for me, like, when I was a kid, I watched wrestling, and that that's like from that era. So that that really did it for me. I, I will say the the paint job was it's okay. It wasn't yeah. like yeah. unbelievable, but it, it got the point across. And buddy, I am all for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. I'm green flag for everything. Uh, unfortunately, when I made the highlight video for this week, his paint scheme did not load up. It loaded up his old one. I tried to go back and download his uh, his old scheme or his his headstone scheme yeah. but it just wouldn't download for me I, th- I think what it is i meant to say this um because there was a, one of the highlight videos he did i was at a point where i was changing schemes every week and i think when you edited one i had already changed to my new scheme so it showed my new scheme at the prior track so i think it just comes down to what the guy has set in trading paints i'm assuming that's what it pulls from because of that but yeah it is what it is yeah but uh, I'm sure, you know, they they still, you know, after the race and stuff, that conversation restarted in the uh, Discord server about that head, the uh, the uh, paint scheme and how how upset Twitty was. And I mean, he didn't only didn't have Twitty's headstone. He had a couple others. I think he had, yeah, he had, um, he had Bobby Hall. Bobby he Hall's. Had, uh, I think he had you, my, didn't he? Now he had my teammate, Ron Morris, which I was... I'm not sure why I didn't think he was involved in it, but he was on there, and um, Alex Huffman was honored, I think, and he doesn't even race in the series. Uh, know, that's, that's kind of, <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, the paint scheme itself was kind of lacking. Not gonna lie to you, it looked like a, I could have went on a free editing software and did it myself. Um, that's unfortunate because it had it could have been really good. Yeah, uh, I was, was kind of hoping it. I was kinda, I, that's how I do all my paint schemes. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to super knock that, but just as far as delivering the message, uh, it worked. <laughs> yeah, definitely message received. And uh, Hackney has already been warned by Twitty to not get close to him at uh, Knoxville this week. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so looking for, I'll be in the booth for that. Uh, I know Healy will be on track. So, or yeah, so look forward to see how, um, how that's going to turn out. But Moving on here, uh, green flag and red flag uh, in NASCAR in Pocono two weeks ago. Uh, was that two weeks ago already? Uh, yep. Yes, I think it was. was. Um, Denny Hamlin puts Ross Chastain in the wall off of turn number two. All right. I am uh, I'm going to say red flag. And what I'm saying red flag to is I don't think Denny put him into the wall. And here, here's why. One, which one? He never made contact with him. He he definitely did use him up. He he pushed him to the limits of the track. But all Ross had to do was let out. <laughs> and I, I don't think that's in his DNA. I don't. And I think that's what makes him a great driver. But in that moment, if he would have just backed out of the throttle, he would have, you know, lost a few spots and fell back in line and. And we wouldn't even be talking about it, but because of the way that he drives, how aggressive he is, that that probably was not a thought that ever crossed his mind, especially when it's Denny is the guy that's running you up there. And and maybe I'm a little biased. Um, I, I do like Denny a lot. I'm I'm Kurt Busch fan, so you know he owns 2311. So I'm I'm a little bit biased, but I like Ross from when he when he was Kurt's teammate last year. So uh, no no big bias there, but. Ultimately, I think 
for that specific thing, if they didn't have all the history from the season leading up to it, it probably, we probably wouldn't even be talking about it. But since they had the deal starting, I guess, at Worldwide Tech and, and St. Louis, and I, they've had a couple other times when they've been close together. I think at Atlanta, I think they got together as well. So it's, yeah. it's been a, you know, a, a thing that hasn't just gone away after a race. So with all that history, I'm sure Ross had some some thoughts in his head and and wasn't willing to just let Denny get by and ultimately it, it hurt himself more than than anybody else which I guess at the end of the day he still finished ahead of Denny because uh, <laughs> the disqualification for having a, a piece of tape on their car which I have opinions on that too but ultimately that it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am uh man I would say I'm green flag with it because even though I'm kind of in lines with you where it doesn't look like Denny retaliated, I think it sent Ross a message that Denny's not here to mess around anymore. hundred percent. I agree and, with that. Yeah. And I mean, even though Ross finished ahead, technically finished ahead of uh, Denny, with a barring the penalty, if he did, if, if Denny Hamlin did not get qualified in another universe, that yeah. I I would consider that retaliation. But since did uh, Danny was DQ for that piece of tape, it would I don't count this as retaliation. But I'm all I'm green flagged with a message that was sent to Ross. Yeah, Ross, hundred percent. Ross has pissed off a lot of drivers this season, and uh, yeah. even though he has like two win, three wins, or something like that. He has not made any friends, and I don't expect him to make the final four because of I, this. I, yep, I don't either. Um, which just, is something just, we're seeing from Keith. Yep, he has no he has no friends in the truck series. He has he's never done anything wrong to me, but I've seen how he races other guys. And when we're in the in the playoffs, which I I fully anticipate, I'm sitting I think fifth right now, so. Hopefully, I'll, uh, barring a catastrophe, I'll be a part of it. But I, I don't foresee anyone helping him out at all. And when you got, you know, half the field pissed off at you, more than likely when push comes to shove, you're going to be the one that ends up getting shoved. Yeah, absolutely. It's, we're seeing a lot of similarities between Hamlin and Chastain and Twitty and Hackney, um, especially on track, on the on track stuff. But um, but yeah, it's I'm looking forward. I'm kind of long line with you when it comes to the Twitty and Hackney deal. When it comes to the final fours, I don't think Hackney is going to make the play, make the final four. Um, I really don't. I think yeah, he's. It, it might not. E- yeah, it might not even be Twitty. I mean, yeah, he's made like, a lot of drivers guys, mad. Yeah, Just Some, guys like me sitting on the outside. If I see this guy, I mean, he's. No, no doubt about it. He's he's probably the fastest guy in the league, but there are times when he he drives a little bit over his head, and it, it puts him in bad spots. We saw that happen at uh, Wilkesboro last week. I mean, he he was a dominant truck, and he, he self spins because he's he's pushing pace to the max at at all times, and and I'm not going to say it doesn't work because the guy's got two wins, but 
there are times when you got to dial it back and, and be happy with a second or a third and take your points and, and come back and, and get after it next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm going over the uh, post-trace fights. I mean, it's, you know, Wes Wiggett and Alan Duranco, you know, David Farmer and all these guys just not having it with Heath. And yeah. I I don't expect these drivers to race him any cleaner than what they already have if they race him yeah. clean at all. Uh, Bluegrass yeah. does that, have a retaliation thing, a rule, in the, yes. a rule, a rule though. Mm-hmm. But um, my advice to them is do it accidentally yeah um, if, if you do it you better at least make it look like an accident you better have an alibi yeah because if you just blatantly dump him and it's obvious i believe yeah. it's probation for two weeks and no qualifications so yeah um uh, it could be, be wrong on that but i think that's i think it's, I think it's actually four weeks and uh, I know this because I suffered this penalty last season. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, another thing I was I was gonna say. Actually, I think it might involve an actual suspension. I think because I think we have a driver in the. Actually, let's do this. Uh, green flag or red flag? Brian Terry intentionally wrecks a driver on the backstretch. Red red flag. I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it with my own eyes. I, I actually never even saw the replay of it. But my spotter Dave told me when it happened, and I was like, "What in the hell is going on?" I mean, I I like Brian a lot. He, he's a great guy, but typically he's he's running around in the in the back of the field waiting for for an opportunity to present itself to take advantage of and i i don't know what happened between i think it was him and adam newbert what track was it at i don't exactly remember either oh god now i can't even it wasn't it wasn't wilkesboro was the last week it wasn't wilkesboro it was the week before that I, i believe let's see here schedules uh dover what no, I think you raced Dover was everything that happened with. Yeah, maybe it was Wilkes. No, I think it. No, I think it happened at Dover as well. I I could be mistaken. But either you have way, a week? Oh, I think we had a week off. I don't know. <laughs> there, shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> but either either way, where wherever we were, uh, you know, not to disparage uh, Brian or anything. But for him to, to put himself in that position, because I think I got to look, uh, Newber, well, I thought he was higher in points, maybe not. Yeah, he's sitting 17th according to iRacing, but he's shown speed at, at places. And I, I just, I don't, I'd have to talk to the guys about it because it, from where I was sitting, it made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It was, it was really surprising to hear over the radio i'll say that much yeah um i am red flag with everything everything about that um excuse me i don't think anybody should be intentionally wrecking somebody under caution uh or intentionally wrecking people at all i say that but i have beef in another league that i'm gonna have to contradict myself on that but uh that's a whole nother (laughs) whole nother discussion it's it's, Uh, it's always different when you got skin in the game yeah uh (laughs) but i mean i've never and even in this league racing in this bluegrass series for you know 
in real world two years, but four seasons now with uh, bluegrass. I don't, um, I don't see this, you know, as a way of retaliation. Like if you have a, if you have a problem with somebody, talk it out, get in a server together, just you two scream, yell, do whatever you want, but don't intentionally come down. Cause that had happened to me last year. Um, yeah. Championship race, me and another driver got into it. I'm not gonna name the other driver. Uh, him and I are cool now, but, um, we got into each other. We were both battling for the lead and we both ran out of real estate. I mean, that's what race control said and everything. He spun in front of my bumper and, um, kind of shot him up to the wall. He got, I tried to slow down, hit my brake, trying to keep him in front of me just so, and he wouldn't like, jump bounce off me and go back up into traffic and cause more problems. But, uh, that didn't happen. He ended up bouncing off the wall and was in the pit road for a long time. And then heading into stage three, we, I was running second catching. I don't know if I was catching Jason or behind him, um, a couple seconds, but he comes back on track and, uh, coming out of turn two, he was already up to speed. And then, uh, turn number two, coming out to number two, he tried to, uh, you know, I knew something was about to happen, and then coming out the back stretch, he kind of ran me down to the bottom, and then I had nowhere else to go, so I had to spin him out. But um, but that ended up what killed my car. And that next restart after that caution, he uh, I was so aerotight from that incident that I ended up running it second in the points, and Jason ended up winning the championship. But Jason was fast all night, so I don't know if I'll be able to catch him anyway. But um, yeah, seeing having that happen to me. And with it just being racing incident, I don't know exactly what caused Brian and uh, whoever he wrecked to have that issue. But, you know, I just hope they were cool now and no more problems handle or no more problems come with that and uh, be able to move on. And hopefully, you know, how much, you know, you know how much I want to see more incidents happen with uh, Hackney and Twitty. I don't want to see other drivers involved. I don't want to see them two go at each other and wreck other drivers. I don't want to see, you know, any more slurs being thrown out or any other like that. That's already been said. I want them to continue to race each other hard and reach each other, you know, clean, most respectful way possible. I know everyone's mad at each other, but keep her clean. Just don't involve any other drivers. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Yep. I, I don't disagree with any of that whatsoever. And, uh, just to expand a little bit, um, as far as, hitting guys under caution and stuff that I I've never done it. I've had it happen to me and this might sound a little counterintuitive, but man, I'd, I'd rather the guy do it to me when we're actually racing. Yeah. Like, cause when you're, you're paced around on caution, I mean, you're, you're probably talking strategy. You're, you're not really paying attention. And then like some guy comes in and dumps you under yellow and you, you get incidents for it and you're, your cars tore up from it. It's 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 just extra frustrating when it when you're not actually racing. Yeah, and you know my other league too. Um, I was wrecked twice at the race by him specifically. Uh, we were at Southern National, and he wrecked me twice. And the league knows that uh, I owe him one, and they're all for it as long as I don't wreck any other drivers. So, um, yep, I'm. But I'm, yeah. I know we have a, a no retaliation rule, and I'm not saying that people should go retaliate, but if someone does something dirty to me, 
sooner or later, whether it's not giving them room or just racing them extra hard or even doing something a little dirty, I, I'm good with that. Yeah, <laughs> that, not giving them any room. Yeah, that's that's just that's how NASCAR has always been, and and that's part of what makes it great. Yeah, and that's another thing about bluegrass too is you know we're able to race each other and have these rivalries and know for a fact that if retaliation did occur, occur, then you know actions will be taking place to um, to keep that from happening. Yep. And and typically it doesn't get that far because just like NASCAR, it's it's kind of a, a self policing sport. Yeah. Where you know, it, once someone starts racing you real tight, not giving you a lot of room, typically you're you're not gonna put yourself in that position to get raced hard by them, or maybe you're gonna give that guy some extra space and, and once you start doing that, that's that's message received basically. Yeah, and there's a lot more ways to give and receive messages other than wrecking people. I mean, uh, not only, sure. yeah, like with bluegrass too, we have a weekly weekly entry fee. So hearing, you know, watching these drivers come out here and wreck and get retaliated on and get involved in someone else's mess, knowing that they pay the money they paid already for this, not alone the season and what they paid for charter, and then just that week alone, not to like. Especially if they did the practice during the week and all that to be gone to waste because you got involved in someone else's retaliation. It's just, it is what it is. You know, I'm all for it at the same time, but, uh, you're you're lighting money on fire when you do that. If you're, if you go out and you take yourself out of a race by hitting somebody, or if you're on the, on the receiving end of it, which is the, the more frustrating side, obviously, but someone just threw your, your 10 bucks away and, if if that causes you to miss the playoffs, you they kind of threw your thirty five bucks away because you, you know you paid the charter, and if you're if you're not in the playoffs, that's that's not what any of us are here for. We're all trying to get in the playoffs and win a championship. Yeah, it. Yeah, like I said I'm all for it, but I just don't wreck anybody else. Bro, are you serious? So my are you serious moment of the week was actually Dover. Uh, so our color commentary guy up in the booth, his name's Steve McMillan. Uh, he runs a hotel, run a couple other leagues. Uh, great guy. Love him to death. Uh, gave me the opportunity to be in the booth with him. But he did the most awful DW impression I ever heard. <laughs> I, I heard about it. I didn't actually hear this one i don't know i usually so when you guys do the broadcasts after after the race i'll which my it my wife probably hates this because she watches my races live and then after the race what after i shoot the shit with everybody then we'll go to bed and i'll turn the race on and and watch it and listen to the broadcast and everything so i'm i must have fallen asleep before i (laughs) i got to hear the this god-awful impression (laughs) yeah uh man see if you're listening to this just know i love you um but it sounded like he was he tried he it sounded like he knows he knew like how to like what it said and just to know how he did it. It sounded like he was all yeah. nasally. It's like, it, it was funny. It was, it was funny. And you know, for a Dover race, 
I mean, those races were long. They weren't necessarily the most entertaining races to broadcast. It, it, right. it gave us something to laugh about. <laughs> and, and he kept carrying it on and on and on and on. And then eventually oh in the cup race, we were throwing name, like puns for names. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember how we did some. Um, but yeah, it was that when he did that, I ended up laughing so hard. I told him like, you're BMI. You're going to be the, uh, are you serious moment of the week? And he was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounded like if I can go back and find it and upload it, I, I will. Uh, it's, it's in one of the broadcasts. Uh, there'll be the Tover trucks. I think he did that on. And then, gotcha. uh, the trucks or cup. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was more like trucks, but it sounded like he was talking nasally. Just not like Daryl Walter at all. He tried. I had to commend him. He did try. He's a dirt guy, so you know. Yep. You you, you got to throw it out there and try. And if it doesn't work, well, then just like this podcast, if it sucks, we'll throw it straight in the trash and we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's my are you serious moment. Yeah, I, I didn't have one locked and loaded, but I'm just going to make this a, a pile on Steve segment. I'm We're coming for you, Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, this mine, it, it's we're, we're kind of past it now. But at the beginning of the season, uh, when he would say my name on the broadcast, he would say Alex Haley. And ever I've been called this or my name has been mispronounced this way all through school. Uh, specifically in English classes. And I, I'm a, a Western Kentucky college graduate with a degree in English. There's a, a very famous author named Alex he- Haley, and he wrote Roots, which is a, a, a very, very famous series of books. There have been TV shows made after it, all that stuff. So <laughs> the first couple races, uh, my, well, I think it was after the first race, um afterwards after i've finished the race my wife comes in here and whatever tells me good job she's by the way they keep calling you alex haley i was like uh all right so i I go into (laughs) our uh how how do you pronounce my name channel and say hey uh it's it's alex healy and i did like the phonetic spelling i did like h-e-e dash l-e-e and then no one ever responded i don't expect anyone to respond in there you just read it you're good and then it happens again next week. I'm still out. I'm like, son of a bitch. All right. So then I, I sent another one in there and I, I like caps lock smash. And I did the Healy H E E dash L E E like three times in a row. And then I, I hit him with the like, I'm not Alex Haley. I didn't write roots. <laughs> I, it's, it's Healy. And then, so the next broadcast, I guess he made a pretty big deal about it and had some fun with it. And, uh, but then I, I think I had a really bad finish that race. I, I think I got wrecked out or I screwed up something on pit road, something like that. So a couple races later, I finally get my crap together and I'm, I'm up running top fives and top threes and I get in the booth for the first time. And, and Steve hits me and he's like, Hey man, every time I call you Alex Haley, you're running good. And when <laughs> I pronounce your name correctly, you're running you like crap, man. Yeah, I'm in Yep. <laughs> yeah. was like, and at that point, I was like, "You can call me Alex McFartface for all I care. <laughs> if, if that is what it takes for me to run well, then that's that's totally fine." Luckily, I've the, the I've had 
real solid runs the last three weeks, and he's been pronouncing my name correctly. So I've hope I hope I've gotten that that monkey off of my back, and he can keep saying my name the right way, and and I can have success without that uh that extra voodoo in my back pocket of him saying my name <laughs> wrong, and then I got to hear about it from my wife. <laughs> yeah, and he would also say, you know, the the sayings like like. I don't want to really do it. It's like Suey, you know, he'd go, he oh, yeah. yeah. Oh God. Dude. Was, I think that was the, the, the race after I was in the booth. Cause then after that race, my wife comes in here after the race and she's like, every time he says your name, he's like, he <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, I guess he's saying it right. So I can't get on to him for that. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm gonna do another one. I'm going to do Keith Acne's actual paint scheme, the headstone. Uh, The are you serious moment for this week uh, for Mm -hmm. Wilkesboro is is that uh, I love the idea, but it was not executed well. Um, And I I think (laughs) what what really made it was that just the promo video that was cut for with Undertaker music. Yeah. In that setting, I was like. This is this is sick. I love being a part of this. <laughs> yeah, but it the 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 paint itself did not lean up to the hype. Uh, I was expecting it to be because I I didn't see it personally until yeah. later on because I, I was I was unfortunately working, so I didn't get to see the actual like the truck race. Excuse me, till mm-hmm. afterwards, and uh, I ended up seeing the promo video. I was like, oh. So people are hyping it up as like a Grave Digger esque paint scheme. You know, Grave yeah. Digger has like Max D and a Total Loco on their on the guy's yeah. rap. But, it, well, but it's also an iconic paint scheme. I mean, Harley right. ran it on his car last year. Whether or not you like monster trucks, if you if you like racing, you probably know what Grave Digger's truck looks like. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of the impression I was going at. You know, but I mean, you know, it was a good idea, and he got his message across to, to Twitty. But but man. It, that was not a like it was a cool idea just not yeah. executed well at all yeah <laughs> i i'm with you i mean i'm not gonna say it was a terrible paint job it was just it was just mediocre yeah and, and yeah. you know what every sunday when we tune in there's a lot of mediocre looking cars on track and that's 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 totally fine <laughs> yeah absolutely next time uh hackney go hit up alex huffman at huffman design so he'll be able to hook you up <laughs> hit, up hit up Scott Fritz, one of those guys. They'll they'll get you looking right. Don't yeah. hit me up because I'm gonna do it in trading paints with a default base scheme. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. All right, bluegrass picks of the week. Trucks. They are at Knoxville. Is it Knoxville Raceway or Speedway? I think, I think it's, it's race. I think it's raceway. Yeah, Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa. That's about four hours north of me. The trucks are going to be there. Uh, second time on dirt. Um, who do you have? Well, you know, we've, we've talked about him a lot tonight, but Keith Hackney comes from a dirt background. I think he's got something like 6,000 I rating on dirt. Um, if, I, if I had to pick anybody, I, I'm picking him, but I'm not super confident in it because... Um, I, I race dirt some. I dabble in it. I, I think it's fun. I'm, I'm by no means an expert, but compared to some of the guys in the league, I, I'm a little more experienced. But some of the guys in the league, you put them on a dirt track, and it's like 
it's like the first day, like they're kindergartners <laughs> and we threw them into a, you know, a, a 400 level college course. Right. They're absolutely problems. So no doubt, I think Keith will be the fastest, but I cannot guarantee that he'll survive whatever chaos ensues. Cause I know lap traffic is, is going to be a thing. Like I'd be surprised if he runs, if he qualifies on the pole, like I expect him to, I would say, Within three laps, he's going to be running into lap traffic. And that's when things are going to get real spicy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you kind of stole my pick there. But uh, if I had to pick a second driver to challenge Hackney, uh, I think I would try either Daniel Worthington because I know he has a little bit in West Daniel Winthrop and West Wigan. They both have some dirt background. Yeah. Um, and another one, Bobby Hall. I know he drives a, a street stock dirt car in real life. So he, he might have something to say about it. Yeah. I mean, all three. I mean, hell, if I had to pick one, I'll go Bobby Hall Jr. Tomorrow. Yeah. That, He's winless. Uh, you know, but. Yeah. He, he doesn't care to mix it up a little bit. Nope. He'll trade some paint with you, which. Uh, I think is a necessity on dirt tracks if you go out there and, and try to race real clean and and come home with zero X. Well, you're, you're probably coming home, you know, in the top 10 at best. You, you're at some point you're going to probably have to piss someone off. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So the next race race on Tuesday, the Xfinity Series hits up the hills of mid Ohio. Who do you have? Man, so this is the series that I'm least familiar with i i don't know who the road racing aces are in here i, I won race. this race last year i'm just gonna say that oh okay <laughs> I, I see what i see what you're doing um, <laughs> don't pick me though because he's trying to get pressure on there i fail so don't <laughs> <laughs> um but i i have raced with a lot of these guys and i'm you know i'm looking at the standings right now and and i see a, a really fast guy that has no wins um I raced with him. Uh, I got my my first win in bluegrass. I, I passed this guy on the last lap at Pocono. Um, Michael Robinson. I every time I line up with him, the guy has speed. He has speed everywhere. Um, seems like sometimes he has not great luck. But so who? Man, I'm sorry. Uh, my, Michael Robinson. Oh, okay. Which, which this is uh, so going back to last year. Um, he or last season he raced with us in trucks, and everyone called was calling him Michael Robinson. He's a pretty quiet guy. I I don't know if I've ever even heard him come over the radio to be honest with you. And um, he's racing in another series that I uh or I think he he raced up in Xfinity one race, and I was race control with it with mm-hmm. Jason and our broadcasters at the time. They were calling him Mikel Robinson. Or no, they were calling him Michael Robinson. And then Jason corrects him and says, no, it's Mikhail Robinson. So they call him that for a couple races. And then eventually at some point he he keyed up. He's like, it's Michael. <laughs> it's, it's M-I-K-E-L. So it's like this big back and forth about saying this guy's name right. But regardless of how you say his name, Michael Robinson is fast. And that is my pick in Xfinity this week. Well, that's a, that's a good pick. He's been strong. Um, he's he's 
I know he's better on a mile and a half than he is on anything else because I was teammates with him last year with uh, Jeremiah Hobbs. Okay. And, so uh, am yeah. I saying his name right then? Is yeah, it, it's it's it Michael? Michael. Well, okay. Hobbs would say Mikel. He would say Michael. It, it <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes. It all says it. You know. it's a it's a Healy Haley. Yeah. Instance. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and I would pick myself, but I'm can't do that. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to go with Brandon Robinson. Uh, him and I did some practicing together early this weekend, and he was able he was able to run consistently and clean you know, in the practice laps, and we did a full few run together, and uh, I mean, he had no issues. He was, he was right there with me. Uh, tire fall off, I mean, as long as you take care of your stuff, it's not going to be a problem here at Mid-Ohio, but I'm going to go with the two of Brandon Robinson. He's already won. He won last week. Uh, he has three wins on the season. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's on a, fire right now. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's still behind. He's in second place in points, but he's fully secured in the playoffs almost until the final round. Uh, yep. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the two of Brandon Robinson just because, you know, I know I've been racing with him since season two of Bluegrass, and he's actually the season two champion of Bluegrass, the Cup Series. Um, gotcha. And thank you. I'm, I'm looking at stats right now, or, or looking at the, the standings, and, and no doubt he's been fast. He's got 84 incidents, though. He's, he, he's got to keep, keep that bumper clean. That, I think that'll be very important because I know you make a mistake on a road course and you're out there sliding through the grass and losing 30 seconds. So you got to keep her clean. Yeah. Absolutely. So moving on to our final paved race of well, the Man, I don't think I don't think I, the I misspoke. He doesn't have eighty four incidents. He has eighty four bonus points. I'm an absolute <laughs> He has he has thirty incidents, so disregard that entire point I just made because it fifty seven fifty seven. Wow. Man, my bumper dirty, cleaner. You're dirty, man. You got twice as many incidents as I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm the cleanest man in this whole thing. So, <laughs> I don't know. There's someone to cut that might have something to say about that. Uh, say, I'm looking. Scott Fritz in in Xfinity. He's only got 20 incidents. Well, he's he's only raced eight races. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to disqualify him based on that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So final race of the week. Uh, we have the Cup Series at the Hills of Sonoma Wine Country out in uh, North Cali. Who do you got? Yep. Man, this is. Uh, I feel like I'm. I'm probably taking your pick. Pick because this is. Uh, I think a pretty easy one. I have firsthand experience um, in the Truck Series uh, when we went. To I Coda. do too. I know exactly who you're gonna pick. Yep. So when we went to Coda in the truck series, this is a track last season was the first time I ever raced it. And I, I know it's, it's a very technical track. I, I logged probably a thousand laps in the race leading up to it. And it served me well. I think I finished in the top five there last season. And, and I've improved since then. I'm still somewhat green to, to I racing as a whole compared to some of these guys. Um, but I, I had Coda circled as one where I, I really thought I would be able to win that race. So we, we load into practice and man, I was, I was a second, second and a half faster than everybody. I was like, man, I'm going to blow the doors off this field. These guys don't have a chance. And then at the end of practice, here comes my pick, Aaron Smith. 
He's chosen. <laughs> he's chosen to race down that week. And like I said, I was a second or a second and a half faster than everybody else at Coda, and he was two seconds faster than me. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. I they, I didn't have anything short of just absolutely dumping his ass and I don't think I don't think that would have he probably would have still came back and drove around me and and probably would have waved at me on the way by. Yeah. Um the the dude is obviously incredibly talented on road courses and and that's got to be my pick this week. He's he's already got four wins this season. He's he's leading in points by what well, we got 69 points, a very nice gap you might say. Mm-hmm. Um he's only got 20 incidents on the season. I mean, the the dude is fast everywhere, but on a road course where some other guys struggle from time to time, that I, I got to roll with Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I I don't blame you on that one. Uh, he, for you guys who don't know, he did go for the triple crown, uh, uh, circuit circuit of the. He didn't get it. He wasted no. his time screwing my race up. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, uh, he went for the triple crown at Coda. Won the truck race, the Xfinity race, but finished second to my pick. I'm gonna go with gonna Coda winner of Cedric Hunter. He yep. he did something that Coda race that I don't know will ever be duplicated ever again. He ran the whole race without changing tires. Yep, that is and, uh, that is a thing that I have committed to memory as I am a, a spotter crew chief in that series. And that that seems to be a thing with these next gen cars is no it, tire wear. Basic, I wouldn't say no tire wear because they get better as you go for quite a while. It seems like yeah, and then it, it finally levels off. But God, I, I you guys don't we don't run enough laps. I think for that fall off to ever come, and I'm I'm sure there are some other guys that have noticed this. So it, it it'll definitely make it interesting. Yeah, I when once he once I came to the uh, after the booth and uh, looked at my SDK that the podcast gives off, I was astonished when I saw he didn't take tires at all. Um, yeah, because I'm sitting there crew chiefing for Dave. I th- I think he finished in the top ten in that race, and I had him take tires at the stage. I, I think that was it. He might have taken some later on. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. We we see that at the end of the race and like, well, I, I know where I, we lost the race at, not necessarily on speed, even though he, he wasn't on those guys' pace, but like we probably gave up five spots just by taking tires. Yeah. And uh, if I remember right, Sonoma doesn't chew up your tires like Coda will. It's not as flat. Uh, there's a yeah. lot more grip or not. not there's, there's less grip at Sonoma. But does not as flat, so you're not heating up your tires as much. Yeah, that's what I feel. But I yeah, know I, I, I would wouldn't agree, not... except for maybe I think I guess we'll call it turn two when you're coming uphill. You can get pretty light there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, outside of that, there's a lot. There's I wouldn't say that they have banking necessarily, but I guess a slight extent where if you hit the turn right, like it kind of sucks you down to the curbing a little bit where you really feel like you're hauling ass. Yeah. And I kind of expect him to throw that same, unless uh, I racing threw an update out, which I don't think they have, uh, which I don't think they have because, um, so I went to the Indy road course race. Um, I guess last weekend, two, 
I guess now it's yeah last weekend and um I, I have a chat with a couple buddies that we talked during the race and everything and Dale Jr. even remarked on the broadcast that, that basically going the first 20 laps on a set of tires in the next gen car on a road course they're improving so I, I I think that is just a, a true to life that that's how these things react in real life. So I can't imagine that, that I racing would change that. So to counter that, do you think Jason needs to up the race, the laps of the race? Um, let's see, let's see what they're, what the, how that, many laps we're going to run. Let's that doesn't even seem points. plausible. The races are already yeah. long. Yeah. Especially at road courses. Yeah. You guys are, are they're running 45 laps and you know, it's going to take a while. They got stages at 10 and 20. Um, I mean, I think for what we're doing, I, it would be really out of whack with how we do every other race to jack up the laps on this one. I think it's, uh, it's just how it is. I mean, I'm looking at 45 laps. I, I wouldn't take tires. I mean, if you can conserve a little bit, you, like you know, they're going to fall off eventually. But stages at ten and twenty, depending right. on fuel usage, I might not even come in at the first stage. <laughs> no, it, it'd be interesting to see if he's able to repeat that strategy here at Sonoma this week. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting to see you know the different strategies at road courses, especially with you know with not taking tires or anything like that. And the big one too is you know taking tires or fuel before the stage and staying yeah, you know it, yeah if you're gonna come in two laps before if, or yeah. if you're there for like for a guy like Aaron not that he is gonna need to do this I assume he's gonna be he's gonna be in contention one way or the other barring something crazy but if you're a guy that's sitting there with with at least one win already yeah I mean you got to go go get your stage points and get you set up for the playoffs especially if you're not a road course ringer like like Aaron or anything. Yeah. But yeah, I had Cedric Hunter beaten Aaron Smith Wednesday at the road course at Sonoma. I am looking forward to that showdown. I, I think that'll be a that might be I know we've talked a lot about Twitty and Hackney. That might be the the battle of the week across all three series. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to all these three races. This week, I'm really looking forward to the trucks at Knoxville. Um, I, I don't. I, I'd rather. <laughs> I know. I know you're not. Uh, I know the broadcasters are. They're mainly dirt guys. Uh, they're ready for it. I don't know much yeah. about dirt, so I'm excited yeah. to learn more about it. Um, yeah, I, I'm comfortable driving around in it, but the what I worry, what I fear for Keith is what I fear for myself, and it's it's the unknowns of the guys that are not comfortable on dirt and and how their inexperience will impact the outcome of the race yeah that that's ultimately kind of what i fear too about most of these guys but i'm excited for my race at mid ohio as you know i won that race last year um been practicing a lot for it i know uh some some neat tricks and some and some and some things on that track to help me out and uh what settings to use i look forward to competing with uh, brandon robinson and mikhail and um a lot of the other i mean i can't leave out you know winters and lancaster and you know all these other you know, all these other guys mauer yeah, i think is going to be there yeah, uh lots of fast guys man. yeah that's gonna be it's, the middle high i think it's going to be the most contested race but 
the the battle like when it comes to like the battles and stuff you're gonna see because mid ohio you can there's a lot of passing zones in mid ohio like you have the key, yep. heading into turn one or not turn one you're heading into the keyholes a big passing zone heading into turn four is the passing zone you know it heading into you know it, there's a lot of like, sneaky little passing zones in there that uh you can make a lot of moves on yeah, so it's, it's a fun track. It's well designed. It it's yeah. It should give us some good racing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then Sonoma, Sonoma always puts on, I would say, at least in real life, mediocre races. But I'm looking forward to see if Aaron Smith and Cedric Hunter have something to say about that. But uh, but yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes our first episode here at the Bluegrass Race Hub. I'd like to thank our league sponsors, Blue Crap Blue. Butt kicker, excuse me. Blue craft. Blue yeah, craft. blue craft. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh butt kicker. Uh being a league sponsor for two years now. Rocha Gems Coffee and Huffman Designs. Thank you guys uh so much for tuning in this week. Make sure you guys tune in for all weekly racing here at Bluegrass iRacing Series every day at nine or Monday through Wednesday and uh Monday at nine Eastern, eight central and uh, pay attention to everyone on social media that uh, this podcast will be distributed out to at least YouTube for now, working on getting out to uh, Spotify and all your regular podcast platforms and uh, keep an eye out on social media for the recruitment for the pro late model series that iRacing does put on Um, announcement with that. uh, If you guys haven't know, that the pro series will be racing in, condu- in conjunction with the world of thunder uh pro late model series for the world championship so i would not want to miss that i believe it's an open setup uh league so keep an eye out for that on social media and uh we'll be back next week after uh knoxville mid ohio and sonoma <laughs>